you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. So last year, a big show called Minx premiered on what was then known as HBO Max. It's now called Max. It it was a weird moment. We'll explain it. It was about a woman named Joyce who creates a 1970s erotic magazine for women featuring feminist articles. Yes. And of course, pictures of naked men. The show caused a lot of buzz because of its prevalence of male nudity, a rarity in television and film. I actually did an episode about it talking with one of the actors, Nate Cernkovich, who stripped down for the series playing a Greek god in a photo shoot. And let me just say, even though he was wearing a prosthetic, he definitely qualified as a Greek god. You just you you just you just got to go watch it to see why. And trust me, it just it kind of follows you around the screen. I don't know. You just have to watch it. Anyway, that episode is linked in the show notes. But then something with the show happened. First, there was this merger between HBO and Discovery, which is how we got to the weird name Max. And then the company just started canceling stuff. And we're not just talking about stuff that hadn't gone into production or that was sort of in the works. No, Max started canceling like entire movies that had been shot, RIP Batgirl. And they canceled Minx, which had already shot most of its second season. I mean, it was... It was insane, and for fans like me, I was devastated. But as you'll hear today with my chat with the show's star, Ophelia Loveybond, who plays Joyce, things were very different on set. In fact, they knew something was in the works, and that something was happening over at Stars. The cable channel and the streamer scooped up the series for its second season. Today, Ophelia tells me about all of the exciting things happening in this new season and, of course, her reaction to all the male nudity. Now, before we get to even any of that, I have to say the start of our chat was like actually really adorable. So she was a little late to our chat because she was cycling home in London. And just the way that she described her cycling home, it was perfectly british like it's oh just... my god I, it's not personal i just i just was at an appointment and i cycled back and it's absolutely boiling i was kind of cycling on thinking no, i don't need to speed along on the roads <laughs> of london i can take my time no you should not have taken your time like how could i be bothered by that I, I i just i need to move to london i mean i hate riding bikes i feel like it's a weird thing that only children should do it's like riding a bike is like adults wearing backpacks you know just get a bag already you grow out of it you don't need to do it anymore anyway i digress Let's get to it. Go on and grab a snack because I will be right back with Ophelia Lovibond. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. When the, everything happened with Max and the show getting canceled from them, and then I was so worried because it was like, you guys had already shot everything. Like, how I, I was appalled. And so then when, of course, stars saved it, it was like, a it was a miracle. What was that? whole experience like for you that must have been hard you know what it was but it was it was slightly different from us on the inside because we were we were only really in limbo for for a couple of days Mm -hmm. we like we kind of knew that we so ellen kind of told us you know it's max aren't moving forward this we had a week left in our final week of filming so we we were just kind of you know, we've had Rumbly. We'd know. We'd seen what was going on with the kind of the the merger and stuff, and it wasn't like, oh my god, where's this come from? And mm-hmm. but we also knew that none of the none of it had been seen. It wasn't like it was a response to the material. It, it was a it was a purely financial, yeah. you know, money decision. So, but right off the bat, I didn't take it personally, and I didn't want anyone in the show to take it personally. Because like, this is not based on what we're producing. Like, what we're making is, I think, is really special. It's just a money decision. So the kind of emotion of it was kind of taken out of it a little bit for me. Interesting. Um, and then when Paul Feig kind of said to us, "Look, there are several platforms that are the streamers that are really keen to to, to kind of acquire this." I mean, he said there are three that are really interested, mm-hmm. and well, more than interested. So he said, so look, I can't give you an answer. I can't give you definitive anything for a couple of months, but we're going to be fine. So it was kind of, you know, I just thought, okay, great. I trust him. Well, and, and, and start the great home for it. So he was, you know, he was absolutely right. Well, when someone like Paul Feig says every, it's going to be fine, you kind of believe it. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's, he's holding a gin martini. He's wearing a three-piece double-breasted suit yeah. with a cravat. You can't trust someone who looks like that. Which on a set like Minx, someone wearing a three-piece suit is, I mean, <laughs> you know they're really showing up to do something serious. because <laughs> he, he dresses like that on the plane. I said to him, I mean, are we, I was like, do you just wear this in the bath? I mean, how, how are, in the suit are you? But I've never seen him anything like dress anything less than that, even on like a boiling hot LA day. Wow. Um, but he, so it was, and strangely, that last week of filming, it actually bonded us together even more. We were already a very close crew, close close cast, you know, great relationship with, with everyone. Mm-hmm. But that sort of the kind of the camaraderie, it really banded us together. And, it, and we were just people were in really good spirits. And we left it kind of thinking, I, I didn't know where we were going, but I just thought I, it's... I'm not. I'm not worried. I think it will be fine. I'm so. Glad. And you know what was lovely was the was the fact was like seeing, you know, normally you only get immediate feedback when you're doing a play, when you're doing a piece of theatre. But but people in real time are kind of tweeting and sending messages, kind of going. They're kind of expressing their outrage and thought, oh well, this is really, this is really heartwarming. People seem to really actually care about this. It's not like I mean, imagine if that had happened and everyone's like, good, I hated that show. Good decision, HBO. <laughs> That would have been awful. <laughs> no, people were outraged, and I feel like I was leading the the, the protest. I was just so oh, I was just so angry about it. So I was, yeah, I'm definitely glad everything worked out. Well, so then, what can we expect from season two? It's kind of um, kind of bigger swings. It's kind of you know is the way I can picture it. Kind of um, bigger storylines. You see the characters, each character sort of battle with 
um, dealing with success and like the effect it has on them. So whether they take it in a stride or whether they kind of get a bit big for their boots or lose their way. And so this season you see each, there's, there's less of us kind of all together in bottom dollar. It's us kind of out in the wild and, you know, and the, the episodes is kind of, they're quite ambitious and um, big, bigger kind of concepts. So, you know, there's a whole episode that uh, talks about sort of deep throat and like the effect, like people, the, that movie and what people thought about it and, you know, lots of hijinks and, um, it's it's just yeah it's just bigger bigger swings yeah and where do we find joyce this season well you find joyce she is rich and popular and sort of sought after and famous for the first time and you can see her kind of get what is to be the word kind of seduced by all of that Mm. i wouldn't say corrupted i wouldn't go that far she's not full-on corruption but she's she just gets seduced by it when she and it kind of turns her head and um she loses sight of what she why she's doing the, the the writing and the reasons that have got her this kind of notoriety she's kind of lost sight of what got her there in the first place so you see her kind of taking her off the ball a little bit and the effect that it has on her kind of friends and family around her Interesting. I mean, she's one of those characters that like you need in a show like this where everyone around her is sort of kind of chaotic in a lovely, wonderful, crazy way. And like Joyce is just sort of she but she's also chaotic in her own way. But it's 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 so interesting to see how she navigates this particular world, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's very I think that's where a lot of the comedy, the kind of the the kind of tension between that came in season one in season two, you. It's quite a different side to Joyce that we see. Because you, you, Ellen Rappaport, the showrunner, when I was sort of said that to her, I was like, oh, Joyce, she feels quite different this season. And and Ellen, Ellen said, well, you know, she's in a completely different place in her life. She's, she's, never, she's never been the girl invited to the party. She's never been the one with enough money to spend on something that kind of isn't, you know, she's never, she's never owned anything silk. Let's put yeah. it that way. She's Little Miss Polyester. So you see... You see her kind of exploring a different side to herself, and, and Ellen quite rightly said, "You know, people are complex; they are not one thing. You know, you you're almost different people. You, a different side of you comes out depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So, kind of add into the mix a totally new environment and and fame. Yeah. It's you just see her. You see her become, I guess, maybe more chaotic. Well, and especially even a female character. I think the '70s are a perfect." setting for female characters because women went through so many changes in the 70s in terms of just societal changes what was it about joyce that like you first responded to what excited you about joyce when you first took the role i just loved her immediately as soon as i read it i just thought i know who this is i mean i i feel like i've met she's kind of an amalgamation of several different people and i thought the writing was it made me laugh out loud i mean that's such a kind of cliche thing to do but that's to be reading a script and you're you're laughing or kind of snorting yeah. unattractively out loud that's that's it's got to be really funny and i could hear the voices i could you know it wasn't ever that i confused one character with another the characters had really distinct voices it was you know had a feminist message but was very very funny and it wasn't kind of there was no it wasn't so dogmatic it felt like it was substance but 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 really fun um and joyce 
I just liked what I really liked about her. One of the things is that she's that she makes mistakes and she's not this kind of, you know, flawless um, role model. She's she's not socially, um, you should you know, um, manicured. She doesn't really. She's kind of gets herself into trouble sometimes because she's she, she says the wrong thing and doesn't realize it. She can be quite halting. Yeah, and I like that this show kind of shows that you can make a mistake and you don't need to be completely discounted and like ignored for the rest of your life. It, it, like we need to be able to make mistakes in order to then be better. Yeah. And I liked that it was exploring that while being incredibly funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show changed the game for male nudity on television. I mean, in a level, yeah. even, even with the use of prosthetics, it was like, we've never seen anything like this on television before, on any show. I mean, that was the anger of Game of Thrones for years, is that there just wasn't enough male nudity. <laughs> and Minx yeah. took that mantle. What kind of reaction have you received from sort of like the parade of male nudity on television from Minx? And like, how have people responded to you about sort of all of this nudity on the show? I suppose... I, this might sound incredibly disingenuous, but it's not. I was surprised by mm-hmm. how often it was talked about. And I don't know what that says about me, but I just, I kept thinking, God, this really, yeah, I guess, because when I, that was another thing, actually, said what first attracted me to it. When I read in the pilot, it said, dick montage. And then underneath it said, yeah, you read me right, a dick montage. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and even the way it kind of wrote that, it kind of guessed what you were thinking. Yeah. But then it still did take me by surprise quite how um, preoccupied people were by that. What has been good, though, is that as the show's gone on, people have kind of it's seen that it's 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 kind of celebrating nudity in all its kind of forms. It's not, mm-hmm. and just like nudity doesn't necessarily mean sexualization. It can, yeah. that they are, they can be different things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the fact that it's kind of uh, conjured so much conversation exposes how little how imbalanced it has been yeah which in itself is quite a, a conversation starter that in itself the fact that it's the fact that it's kind of galvanized such conversation mm-hmm. it exposes the fact that it was so missing yeah which which so the show is almost the show is also making a point in that way mm-hmm Right. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? And that's it does. Quite garbled, but. No, it does. Because I mean, that got, I, last year I did an episode with Oscar and also another actor from the show who did one of the scenes, one of the like the dick montage or one of the scenes. And we talked about how like, yeah, so often in American media, nudity is just sort of very sexualized and the person is very, I mean, sexualized. And what Minx does is almost kind of a British European thing where they they realize that like nudity can also be funny. And it can be interesting in the story. And it can be like even the Greek God scene from the first season where this blonde man is standing there with this like huge member and Oscar's reaction during while he's shooting it is just so funny. And it's like, that's just funny. The nudity is intentionally there for the joke in a way. It, it, it's, it really works. That, that scene, you know, I'm over the scene you're talking about and it's, and, um, and Lennon Shelley is kind of picking up the road because he's like creating a mess and she's kind of, she's stuck in like mum mode. And then, um, yeah, Richie and Joyce are kind of just trying to discuss how to make it artistic. And it's just, it's, it is, it's, it's funny. It's yeah. not, it doesn't need to be instantly like, oh, bow, chicka, bow, wow. And yeah. it was, that's fun to shoot. It's, yeah. There's something to it that like, that yeah. we, we don't see on any other show in the US, you know? And I, I it's, 
I'm glad that it's become, it's kind of changed. I, I mean, it's added to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even when you're on set, you know, the way it's filmed, it's so, I mean, I know Jake would disagree with me about this. Jake would also said, oh my God, it was all, he always felt like, oh my God, there's, suddenly there's someone naked because, you know, rehearsing with robes on and then they call action and the robes are dropped to the ground. And he's like, he was like, it always throws me. I was just like, it just, but I was just genuinely after a while, you just, I don't know, it, it be, not desensitized. That sounds terrible. I mean, you're always incredibly respectful, but it just becomes part of your workplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine being kind of an accountant and, and getting used to that. But yeah. filming a show in the 70s about porn, you, it's kind of par for the course. It kind of reminds me of a doctor. I remember once I had a surgery and I was like embarrassed about having to undress and stuff. And he was just like, we see everything. Don't worry. <laughs> like It's just, yeah. it's, you just yeah. become desensitized to it. It's just sort of what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So- I do, it's, it, but it felt very, it, like it felt like such a, Something was always really lovely when the actors, male or female, who who were doing those kinds of scenes, they would they would always say, you know, thank you, know, thank you, felt really comfortable, and it was mm-hmm. it was a, really important to all of us that everyone felt like they were they felt like safe. And I mean, yes, they're it's funny, and that you're doing a comedy, and you're like you're part of this big joke, but you're not you are not a joke. It's yeah. just the joke. Like it was, it's a very it was it felt like a really you know there's i've you know you worked and worked in the past and you just don't just don't this felt like a very uh responsible um kind supportive set to do yeah. to, for people to do that well and the show has gotten like great reviews for the use of intimacy coordinators and how intimacy coordinators are integral to i mean minx really wasn't the first show but it was a huge show for the use of intimacy coordinators and making sure that everyone's feeling comfortable and they're, they're going into the scene in an adequate way. How, how do you think intimacy coordinators have sort of changed how you as an actor do some of these scenes and navigate some of these scenes that, I mean, cause you, I'm sure we're doing it before even the invention of intimacy coordinators. So how has it changed uh, for yeah. you? It's fundamentally changed the way you approach a scene. So it's, it's very choreographed the way that you would have a stunt coordinator, you know, even if you were doing, even if you weren't doing a full on knife fight, even if you were pushing someone like an open palm push, there's time set aside to coordinate that stunt. There's like every, there's kind of a safety assessments. You check that everyone's okay. You run through it at like half speed. So in intimacy coordinating, is approached in the same way. You kind of discuss the scene, you say what each person is comfortable with, and then you choreograph it almost like a dance. So there's no improvising. Before you would just be like, okay, just go ahead. You guys haven't seen each other for two weeks. Go. And you'd just be like, oh my God, okay. And you just just start making out with some random guy. Yeah. Thinking, What's your name again? Okay, Jeff, great. Okay, great. Please don't put your tongue in my mouth. Okay, great. Yeah. You just have to figure, figure it out. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I just think, it was so wildly, it was like the wild, wild west doing it. But now it's very contained, orchestrated, which is not to say without passion. I think mm-hmm. some people feel they worry that that removes the spontaneity. It's just like, well, it, it is acting. That's where the acting comes in. Yeah. So an intimacy coordinator, I feel, has just made it. There's, there's no surprises. It's not like, you know, sometimes a, a director could say to you, look, everyone's waiting. You look beautiful. What are you worrying about? Why don't you just like maybe take take this bath and do this and just feel a little bit coerced? And 
there's just no room for that. It's just everything yeah. is figured out. And then you you mark it all out. You you check every, where the other person is safe to be touched, where they don't want to be touched, what can be seen on camera. Mm. And then you kind of do it half speed maybe, and then you just speed it up. It just feels much more professional yeah. and more like work mm -hmm. because you're not just going for the other person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And that's how it should feel. It should feel professional. Well, my, yeah. la my last question for you is of all the decades, and this is, I mean, this is a fashion question, but it's only because Minx is so specific in terms of the fashion. Of all the decades, I wouldn't necessarily pick 70s to be the most exciting era for fashion. I wonder, do you ever look at some of the clothes you have to wear and go, do I have to wear maroon again? Like, because I feel like there's a lot of like... <laughs> Like, you know, like, like, like muted yellows and maroons and just very much like there's a certain color palette that you're like, can I maybe wear pink <laughs> or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I love the aesthetic so much. It was, I mean, that's another thing that drew me to the show, not to mention the 70s cars. I mean, oh, my God, I, the car yeah. wrangler, I was saying to him, how many of these are for sale? And we spoke about shipping them back and everything. I mean, generally. I, but um, I, I she, a lot of it for Joyce was led by character so it was you know the kind of it was it was whatever suited her character and like her budget and stuff like that but i mean i love it when some of the clothes that oscar gets to wear i mean the yeah. fish shoes he's got the moving fish mm -hmm. in the heels of his shoe i was just thought i want to wear that a lot of the bambi's wardrobe i mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. i just i you know her little kind of suede mini dresses i just think that she looks incredible but i I, I love it. I love seeing, you know, the whole groups put together and it, and you, just the kind of, especially when there's party scenes, when Adara Victor wore like that gold chainmail oh, dress. Yeah. I yeah. just thought you need to keep that and wear it when you go grocery shopping. It's just, I love, I love it. It's, I'm, I'm in heaven when I'm on, in that, in that costume, um, costume room. Oh, I love that. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Oh my God. You're so welcome. I'm so, I'm so, so, so Don't be, don't be at all. No, I mean, I'm, it's, it's, you have to have your day. And I mean, it's a beautiful London day, so you might as well be out there biking. <laughs> yeah. Almost getting hit 10 times and yeah. yelling all manner of very, very rude words. <laughs> <laughs> well, be safe, wear a helmet and have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You <laughs> yeah, too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Isn't she lovely? She makes me want to like drink tea and watch Mary Poppins. I don't know. I just feel like talking with her is like getting a nice little British hug. Anyway, let me know what you thought of today's episode. Follow me on H. Allen Scott on everything. And I'm on threads now, too, which I mean, you know, not saying that Twitter's dead, but do we even call it Twitter anymore? It's just X. I don't know. Thanks for listening to today's Parting Shot. I hope you leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And, you know, go subscribe to my newsletter. I'm talking about the Barbie movie in today's newsletter, and I think you'll really love it. You can just go to Newsweek.com and subscribe to For the Culture. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.